0: G'day everybody and welcome to a special edition podcast. It's between Christmas and New Year and we're here to find you a few winners, especially at Toowoomba on New Year's Eve for the King of the Mountain. My name's Jack Altieri. Joining me, Ethan Perry. Good to have you in the studio. It's a bit of a punter's preamble rehash. The big fellas are out of the office and the young fellas have come into play. Yeah, gun. Pleasure to be here,
1: mate. Um, hope you had a great Christmas. As you can see, a bit of a ghost town around the office. Um, Only the hard workers, I guess, are left in here, you know, slaving away. But no, mate, keen to get into this and give a little preview.
0: Yeah, I think A. Blanco got a bit of seasickness after the go boats on Lake Burley Griffin the other day, and it's come back to bite him hard. As I mentioned, King of the Mountain coming up at Toowoomba on Saturday evening, 9.30 Australian Eastern time, 8.30 local. It's uh, just that time the dispenser between you know what you're doing and you're accidentally adding another zero to your bet because you're trying to hit the uh, the decimal point. That's correct, Gun.
1: It's an exciting new slot race up in Queensland and we're keen to have a little look at, into this and try and find a find a winner or two up on the card. Um, but yeah, late late in the evening, so it should be interesting to see how we're all holding up by this point.
0: Yeah, it should be a good race. I think it's very competitive uh, early doors and I think the market reflects that we've got Argyle Lane, uh, the current favourite, $5.50 from Jay Sweebell, uh, yellow brick third line of, or equal second line of betting at $6, Alpine Edge, $6.50, and then you got $9.50, Mass Destruction, Steady Redian, $15 or longer the rest. I think that was my sort of first look at things. I thought this is a pretty competitive race. Is that how you saw it too?
1: Yeah, well, $5.50 the favourite, like, like you mentioned, you mentioned five fifty the field, obviously pretty competitive. Um, a couple in the top of the market there came out of the uh, listed Bribery Handicap last start. And honestly, mate, oh, I can't really be with them off that last start effort. Um, in that race, we had Simply Fire, finished sixth, beaten two lengths. Alpine Edge from the back, finishing seventh. I mean, there might have been a mer- bit of merit in that run. j Sweet Bell, eighth, two and a half lengths, fading over the 1,000 metres. And Nickanova, who, uh, you know, two years ago, this race would have been well within his grasp, but um, yeah, he finished four lengths last. Also, all very disappointing. But what's interesting about Nick Nova is Jimmy Orman, the leading man up there. He's booked to ride, so there's a bit of interest around that, obviously.
0: Yeah, you mentioned if this was, you know, 18 months, two years ago, you'd almost be all in Nick and on the form that he had at that stage. But he's obviously gone a little bit south in his old age, but I think he might still be up to this. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if someone like him would come out and win a race like this. You mentioned that the bribery might be a bit of an issue, and I think j Sweet Bell's the one there that you're very, very happy to go around. But the one you most wanted to follow out of that race isn't even showing up, and Gansai the Wolf, jeez, didn't he savage the line? Yeah, he flew home, didn't he? I think he was $81 that
1: day, SP. And, uh, yeah, I was, when I was watching that replay, I said, oh, who's this? who's this flying home? Looking at the market for the King of the Mountain and uh, couldn't find him, so it was a bit flat there. But, you know, we, uh, we look elsewhere. And it's hard to ignore the form of Argyle Lane at the moment, isn't it? Um, absolutely flying at the moment. Five from seven. Uh, comes into this off two pretty big wins, both over three lengths. The win two back came here at Toowoomba over the 1,100 metres. He uh, rowed like a greyhound that day and was pretty soft to the line, making a mess of his rivals. Then it was a similar similar run last start at Eagle Farm over the 1,300. But what I, what I found interesting about that, he almost looked you know a bit green, green in the straight. So that... That to me suggests he's open to a bit more improvement there. Although the figures probably don't match up with the with the others in this race, um, there could be a bit of improvement there. Michael Murphy is partnering in all seven starts for five wins. He he stays aboard for new trainer Joshua King, who's also off to a flyer. I think he's had twenty six runners for nine wins and seven placings. He's take,
0: taken over plenty of Steve Trigay's old mounts.
1: Yeah, with Trigay going down the breeding um, down the breeding option. Uh, and Gunn, you, you did the maths for this and you thought Argyle Lane was going to land in the perfect spot from his gate, should be able to box seat there?
0: Yeah, probably. He's drawn ideally, I would say. I've got the two uh, Tony and Madison Sears runners going forward. Unfortunately, they've drawn inside and outside, so expect them to roll forward and set the tempo. Argyle Lane looks to land the 1-1 I guess mass destruction's the one that might get caught out on a limb unless you can sort of almost tail yellow brick coming across from that outside draw. I think if he t- comes across, that leaves j Sweet Bell out three wide, no cover, and based off her last start run, you wouldn't really want to be with her anyway, especially if she's going to be caught three wide. I guess the interesting one we were chatting about off air regarding the map was Kisakano. Yeah. It looks like she'll go... Back, I'm not sure if she's got the pace to match some of these, but you've mentioned that you've seen her sit midfield or further than, and she's drawn inside. Maybe she can punch up and throw my map into disarray. Yeah, I was, um, I was
1: pretty, I was a big fan of Kiskeano early, early in um, his racing career, but he seems to be gone a little bit off the boil of late. Uh, but yeah, drawn one there. Well, I have seen himself closer in the past, and he's usually knocking me off. I can, can never catch him, but. Um, yeah, I mean, if he can hold a spot there, I know his best form is up to this. We're just looking at the figures, yeah, he is up to this. But I can't be with him on Saturday night.
0: Interesting with Argyle Lane is, I've ran this through the famous Monte Carlo machine. And interestingly, he comes out with, after 10,000 simulations, he comes out with 0% wins. <laughs> so Nick is actually on top, the old fella, 22.3%. Of the simulations he won from Simply Fly, Alpine Edge, J. Swee Bell, Mass Destruction. And yeah, down the bottom there, Argyle Lane, number six, 0%. I guess it doesn't take that's just on pure ratings. That doesn't take into account the trajectory he's on. Um, we spoke about another horse during the week where the rating looked a little bit low because, as we keep mentioning, Adam Blanco would mention it, he beat trees. Yeah. <laughs> But I think that's a similar case to Argyle Lane. He's just better than those horses you beat last start, and he did it how you'd want to see a good horse do it.
1: Yeah, he can only beat what's in front of him, can he? And, um, I mean, he's been pretty impressive in those wins. And I should mention, obviously, Kisikano is a five-year-old mare, not a, a gelding, referring to him as him. Um, but, mate, one you have mentioned there a couple of times, kind of gla- glazed over it, is mass destruction. He's actually my uh, on-top pick here. You mentioned that he does have a horror draw, Barrier 16. But, uh, mate, I'm pretty keen on him at $9.50. He uh, he, he failed to pay, pay the partners and it's fresh. He uh, SP'd $2.30. But I think there's plenty of merit in that run. I really like the way he worked the line. Over the concluding stages, Ryan Maloney wrote him in that last start. He mentioned that uh, he failed quicker when he asked at the top of the straight. But then... He found the line pretty well over the concluding stages. Um, Tony Gollan, obviously one of the Queensland Premier trainers, applies the Winkers first time. Maybe that's just to help him focus a little bit more. Uh, and from that $2.30 where he finished, you know, seventh, only beaten 1.6 lengths, we now get to take $9.50. And honestly, mate, I think if he wins that fresh run, he probably starts favourite here. Um, well, I do concede. Obviously, he's got that horror draw. He does both boast a healthy record second up and over this trip. And I mean, mate, you look through that form lines that he carries. Um, got beaten narrowly by F Troop last last campaign. Obviously, unlucky to F Troop was unlucky not to win last start and listed Company Axe, narrow defeat to Axe, running well at the moment. And in particular here, what a, what a, what catches the eye is he got beaten just under a head by We Own a Smart One who um, has recently enjoyed a successful Sydney campaign, running third in the Sydney stakes and fourth in the nature trip stakes. I mean, if that's not the best form lines to follow, I don't know what is. And $9.50, that's pretty attractive, and that's where I'll be playing.
0: I guess that race you want to zero in on is that run behind Axe. I mean, that was at this course and distance in the Wheatwood. He drew 12 that day. He came across to to settle fourth on that occasion. As I mentioned Previously, if he can get the tail of yellow brick and follow him across, he could land in that same spot again. And that rating that he produced that day was probably good enough to win this. Uh, I'm not opposing you whatsoever. Interesting to note as well that off 63 days, they're first up at Eagle Farm over a 1,000 without a trial. So you're expecting him to improve tenfold on that, I guess. And Tony's pretty good at that. Rolling through the stats of mass destruction, he usually does get him to go second up. No, I'm not opposing him whatsoever, I guess. The only issue is similar to what we spoke about with the briby where he's finished 7th, beaten 1.6 in a muddling finish. And I guess you almost want to oppose that somewhat from a punting perspective. But with those four months behind him and you know he's got extra in the tank, you'd almost be happy to go again with him, even with Ryan Maloney hopping off and KWT hopping on.
1: Yeah, I'm fine with KWT hopping on.
0: Well, he's back in form now.
1: Yes, and in Tony, we trust. I will never write off the great man. And uh, yeah, mate, I think all it is is a bit of even luck from that barrier and he'll be right there when the whips are cracking. And I think he'll be too strong for him.
0: One I zeroed in on is right down the bottom of the weights. One of the Tony and Madison Sears runners that I mentioned earlier in steady, ready. Barry 2, Angela Jones. Third up. Probably just found the listed grade a bit too much for him this early in his career. I mean, he is only five starts in. I feel like if he runs well in that, he's not the price that he is now. He should roll forward from that inside draw and get every opportunity. Good to see that Angela Jones retains the ride. She did win on him very, very well first up over the 900 at the Gold Coast. I guess the little issue is, He hasn't ticked that 1,200-meter box as yet. Also, last start was in the gold edition was his first start over 1,200 meters, so maybe not the best guide there. I am confident in that he'll be able to get to the front and almost dictate from the inside draw. I think he's just still got a little bit of upside about him and Tony and Madison Sears know what they're doing, so pretty happy to play him at sort of that $9.50 mark and I guess... He's a bit like Argyle Lane in a sense where he's probably a bit untapped and he's just going to get a lot of favours from the draw as well. So I'm pretty happy to play him in this event. We've talked about quite a few in the King of the Mountain. I guess we'll flow on from the King of the Mountain and in the emergencies there's a horse by the name of Dragon Miss. Now, she probably won't get a run in the King of the Mountain. You'd expect that none of these would scratch or fingers crossed that nothing happens to them between the time of recording and the start of the race on a Saturday evening. So Dragon Miss will head over to the Consolation Open Handicap, which is the final race of the day. They're at Toowoomba, so pretty keen to follow her into the Consolation. actually. I think the main danger is Roman Aureus uh, coming off a nice trial behind F Troop, and we saw F Troop run really well there on Saturday. Obviously, that Trial form is stacking up. The one thing I do have against Roman Aureus, though, is he is. He hasn't won first up, which, I mean, now as a six-year-old, 32 starts in, you would have liked to have seen him do by now. And even though he's drawn okay, or he's drawn well, I should say, I'm pretty happy to go around him and be with Dragon Miss. Now, there's no pace in this race whatsoever. She seems the only pace influence. She went up to 1,300 meters last start in the just now at listed level. Probably didn't see out the trip. She did have to do a bit of work to get across early doors, but she found the outside of the lead and maybe just faded that last 100 metres. So pretty keen, back to 1,200 metres, no pace in the race. Georgiana Carr, right, should just sort of work across from gate eight and almost dictate proceedings from the front like I hope Steady Ready can do. Unfortunately, there's no prices up yet uh, anywhere at the time of recording, but if you're looking to play elsewhere other than the King of the Mountain at Toowoomba on Saturday... Dragon Miss would be the one that I will bet away from the feature event. So, we've had a look at Toowoomba on New Year's Eve. The dispenser, Ethan Perry, he's with mass destruction in the feature event. The King of the Mountain, 750 big ones on the line there. And I'm going to side with Steady Ready down the bottom of the weights in the feature. If you've got any money left by the end of the day, I think you should have a little something on Dragon Miss in the last event at Toowoomba. And the dispenser, have you got anything you're keen on on Saturday, of course, big day of racing, and you are our South Australian man. Yeah, Dan. Well, I'll I'll create
1: the bank for us so we can dive into King of the Mountain. Oh, here we go. And where we're going to make that money is over at Moffville, race six, number one, Yulong Patrol. We're going to take around 4 dollars eighty five dollars around that mark there, taking on the $2.50 pop there. Uh, Mate, this six year old's returned in um, pretty good order. He's... Tasted two narrow defeats. Um, his last start defeat. The form out of that race has stacked up pretty well. I think there's been three subsequent winners, a few place getters from ten runners. Um, and mate, he, you know, boxes not to get a bad run. He has a little bit of pace gauge, which should should suit us. He boasts a pretty healthy record, third up and uh, over this distance. And it's hard to look away from leading man Baron Vorster at the moment. Whoever he's booked to ride, you know, you're pretty keen to have a play there. So he he jumps on, which really increases his chances, and I think he should be pretty tough to hold out. In race six, number one, Yulong Patrol.
0: I see you've also got uh, race one, number one, Larimer Street. Could we, um, not four times the bank, could we, what's that, 16 times the bank?
1: Oh, mate, uh, yeah, that's race one there. You could you could really kick off New Year's Eve eh, with a, a bit of a bang with Larimer Street, I think he's over the odds there. He returns in a grade that's well beneath him. I believe he's been nothing but consistent since going over to South Australia. He, I think he's a listed winner in his day debut prep a few um, a few campaigns ago. But yeah, mate, I think he returns in a grade beneath him, and at five dollars, I think he's well worth the bet.
0: So that will wrap us up for the punters preamble rehashed. We'll call the two young fellas taking control of the racing and sports studio have a a happy and safe new year and of course back plenty of winners the boys will be back in about three weeks time previewing all of the action for magic millions weekend so stay tuned